Dan Quinn will return for the 2023 season, but will Kellen Moore? All that and more in this episode of the Locked On Cowboys podcast. You are Locked On Cowboys, your Locked daily Dallas Cowboys on. podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Locked Network, your on. team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for tuning in. We'd like to thank you for making us your first listen of the day. Today's episode is brought to you by LinkedIn. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates that you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash NFL. I am Marcus Mosier. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. He is Landon McCool. Check him out on Twitter at McCoolBCB. Landon, Dan Quinn announced that he will return for the 2023 season. How big of a win is this for the Cowboys? It's enormous. You know, uh, it's uh, it's one of those things that we kind of, I think, all kind of hoped in the back, beyond hope, of, uh, in the back of our minds, you know, and, and, and thought maybe there was a chance. Uh, I, you know, honestly, I think that there there is some logical sense to this. We'll get into all of that, but um, it's huge. It's enormous. It's another year with Dan Quinn and Parsons together, which to me equals you know magic. Um, I, I think you know just on a continuity level for your mm-hmm. defense, it's enormous. Um, I just think it uh, it it provides a very kind and soft floor for the twenty twenty three season. Uh, that I hope that the Cowboys can kind of build on. Yeah, I, I agree on all fronts. Uh, we're going to talk about this from every angle, but let's start with Dan Quinn himself. Yeah. Um, it sounds like he was maybe the favorite to get the job in Indianapolis. He was certainly one of the top two in uh, Denver. He was in the top two in Arizona. Why do you think he decided to remove his name from consideration? I, You know, I tweeted this too, and I still can't remember exactly where we had this conversation, but I remember having this conversation with you that I said something to the long of, you know, everyone talks about how the reason you take these jobs when you're a defensive coordinator and offensive coordinator is because it's so rare. There's only 32 of these teams. The head coaching opportunities don't come along that often. You don't get an opportunity to be a head coach of an NFL team very often. That's the, that's the uh, pitch that's constantly made for the, the situation. Well, Dan Quinn's situation, he's already been a head coach once, and and, and to get a second opportunity is not going to happen very often, and to get a third one is even never more happen. rare. And, and so happen. my point has been, like, there is an element of this, which I think is playing out now, where Dan Quinn should and can be a little bit choosy. And I don't know that any of these kind of three jobs that, that are available or open right now appealed to him so much that he felt like he wanted to hitch his horse with Dan Quinn's is still a relatively young coach, yeah. you know? And so like whatever head coaching job he's going to take, I'm assuming he's going to want to take for the long haul in order to kind of set himself I think he'd up take for a five year deal is what he's, he wants is a five year deal, wherever he goes. And so I think in order to kind of set himself up in the long haul, I think he's got to get into a situation that he feels is right. Look, there's not a lot of great coaching situations that are available. Like when your coach, head coach has been fired, your situation is generally not that good. But look, I think he, he understands this situation in the Cowboys better than he understands those other situations. And I think if, you know, given his druthers, 
these other three teams may not have been situations that he wanted to, to get into because he knows that if, if, if it flames out here, if it doesn't work out there for whatever reason, he's not going to get his chance uh, to kind of do this again for yeah. a third time. And I think, again, we don't know what happens with McCarthy next year. So there is a chance that there's – I believe it's coach. McCarthy's last year of his deal, I believe, right? I think that's right. And so I, I, I think, you know, th- there is an opportunity that, that, that Jerry could have said, hey – you know, look, these aren't necessarily the greatest coaching jobs, and who knows which coaching job may be available next year. You know, as much as Jerry talked about how he wants Mike to be the coach here as long as Tom Landry, um, Jerry fired Tom Landry. So, <laughs> so well, who knows? I would also mention, like, I wonder if the Seattle job eventually opens up, and that's that something that he something. would be interested in as well. Because I think Pete Carroll is the oldest coach in the league right now. He's in his 70s, I believe now. Definitely. He's definitely it, the oldest coach. And maybe that's some place. He's also looking at like, hey, if that job opens up in two years, that would be an ideal landing spot. But really quickly, back to the the, the spots that he could have taken. This isn't like Doug Peterson, who was a retread head coach, going to Jacksonville – where you already have you have the number one pick coming up and you have Trevor Lawrence and you've got all this cap space. You look at the three situations, right? It's the Colts who have cap space but don't own the number one pick and don't have a quarterback. It's the Cardinals who don't have huh. cap space and just paid a quarterback a ton of money who's injured. And then it's the Broncos who don't have draft picks and have a quarterback that's paid a bunch of money and it's not very good. So, like, well, none of those options are great. And also, those, I mean, look, I, I wouldn't speak as much about the, the Colts situation, but with the Colts, you've got an owner who is kind of a little bit out there, which is yeah. fine. We've got a, an owner who's a little bit out there. But, but you know, you look at the Cardinals situation organizationally right now, that's a mess. Like, I don't know why GM, anyone – Right. Yeah. I, I don't know that anyone, like uh, an established coach that has options, would choose to go to Arizona right now. I, you know, even with Kyler Murray, just because – it's a mess over there. Yes. And, 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 and then I think with Denver, like, look, the, the news, the rumors that you are hearing about the Walton's ownership early on have not been great so far. Uh, and, and I could totally see how, uh, you know, we were hearing rumors that, and who knows if any of this is true, but, but like the Waltons were skipping uh, interviews in order to go hunting, you know, and stuff like that. I can see how some of that could really kind of scare you off a little bit for a job that you aren't necessarily dying to hop into in yep. the first place. Right. So yeah. I, I, I think there is something to the idea that Quinn is, you know, keeping his powder dry for a job that maybe better suits him down the road. Yeah. And before we talk about what this means for the Cowboys going forward, we should also mention like Dan Quinn, it seems like he's being paid pretty well by the oh, Cowboys yeah. as a defensive yeah. quarter. We, um, these numbers are never released, but I got a feeling he's being paid more than a few coaches, head coaches in the league right now. So the fact that you can hang out, be a defensive coordinator, be on a really good team, a high profile team and be getting paid like a head coach certainly isn't a bad option as you kind of wait to see what other jobs might open up a year, two years from now. Head coaching jobs are the prestigious jobs in the NFL, but I have to think that Dan Quinn's probably having as much fun as he will have in the NFL right now. He's coordinating a defense. He doesn't he doesn't have the pressure that Mike McCarthy has nope. on him, and he's he's playing with a, a, a Hall of Fame level. I would assume. I, I think it's, I think we safe to say that Parsons on that trajectory uh, level. You know, defensive young player that he's getting to mold, and uh, you know, there's lots of things about you know the day to day that he probably really enjoys in Dallas. That 
you know, he, he, he'll get paid more to be a head coach, but there'll Maybe. also be a lot more pressure. He won't be able to deal with the defense nearly as much as he liked, you know? So I think there's things about this that, that are appealing. Well, you also have to day. build your own staff and that takes a lot of work. It's just, it's, it's I, a different job a again. Yeah. He will be a head coach again. I just think smartly he's being really picky because yeah. if you get fired twice as a head coach, unless you are Bill Parcells level of a coach or Bill Belichick, it's really hard to get that third coaching job. I even think like somebody like Mike McCarthy, who has won a Super Bowl, yeah, had success in Dallas. If if things don't work out like this upcoming year, he might even tough. have a hard time getting a job the third time around. So I think Quinn is he's doing the right thing by kind of slow playing it, but also the right thing because we want him to stay. As yeah, that's <laughs> yeah, obviously. Small to mention that. All right, uh, later let's talk about the impact this has for the Cowboys, kind of moving forward. Well, before we do that, we want to let you know that this show is brought to you by LinkedIn. As a small business owner or hiring manager, you know that success in 2023 all depends on the team members uh, that you surround yourself with. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. With LinkedIn Jobs, you can hire qualified candidates more efficiently by matching open roles with people who have the skills, value, and experience to help you achieve your goals LinkedIn Jobs helps you quickly attract qualified candidates to your own jobs with their targeting tools. They go beyond just resume data by using insights from your job post, your company, and their 80 or 875 million member profiles to put your post in front of the most qualified candidates. Identify the most qualified candidates on LinkedIn Jobs and connect with them fast and for free. LinkedIn Jobs makes it easy to screen and rate applicants based on your job qualifications all in one platform. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates that you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash NFL. That is linkedin.com slash NFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. We want to thank you for making Lockdown Cowboys your first listen every single day. Subscribe to the Lockdown NFL podcast and get daily conversations on the biggest NFL stories, plus in-depth analysis on the biggest games with NFL key predictions every Friday. And then on Monday, local insiders cover the weekend with game-to-game episodes. Lockdown NFL available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. All right, Landon, um, I've got to say on Tuesday, Wednesday, I wasn't feeling all that optimistic about the Cowboys kind of going into the off season because it's like, how do you improve when you've got all these free agents and you're going to be losing Dan Quinn and you've got these two teams ahead of you, the 49ers and the Eagles that are so good. But I will say bringing back Dan Quinn does give me a big, it gave me a big sigh of relief because it makes me know that the Cowboys aren't necessarily going to have the number one defense in the league, but they're going to be so well coached. And that coaching staff is going to be able to elevate the talent on defense. So I, I just I feel really good about the defense going forward. What do you think? Yeah, I totally agree. I mean, it's it, it it's a daunting task to kind of reload the offense and the defense, especially with two brand new coordinators. Uh, what where I was concerned was that like, uh, how do I describe this? I, I was afraid that it was it felt like kind of a mismatch in where this team was like it, you know it, it almost felt like you know with McCarthy and with uh with Dak it, it felt like a half 
kind of run back situation, except, you know, you were going to in that at that point, you're thinking that you're losing both your coordinators. You're going to lose some personnel. I think the fact that you're able to kind of potentially, you know, stabilize and rerun back the defense with your defensive coordinator, it allows you to kind of feel like, okay, I've, you know, I have confidence that the defense is going to be good. You know, and that and that I don't have to worry about that. I mean, we still got to deal with free agents and draft and all that stuff. But I, I don't have concerns about players learning a new system or, you know, whether or not these guys fit into what Dan Quinn wants to do. We know all of that. So it's just that much more of a known situation that makes you comfortable about where yes. you're headed as a defense, at least going into next season. On top of that, I think it makes free agency a whole heck of a lot easier, right? Because yeah. number one, I was afraid, like personally, if let's say Dan Quinn got the Denver job, that he would start poaching some yep. of the mid-level free agents from this team. Like scared to death that Leighton Van Der Esch would sign with the Broncos on a cheap deal. Like that's pretty close to where his family lives and where they grew up. Maybe he would sign over there. But now that now that Quinn returns. It just feels to me like they're going to be able to get back Leighton Van Der Esch, and they might even be able to get back Donovan Wilson. And you'll see guys, maybe Dante Fowler, or guys like Dante Fowler be like, you know what, I want to play for Dan Quinn one more year. Or, hey, I'm a former first-round pick. I want to see if Dan Quinn can help turn my career around. I just think he makes the offseason so much easier for you on that side of the ball. Yeah, and, and, and I think, you know, I mean, no offense to whoever would have been the next defensive coordinator. I, I My thought process was that, you know, maybe you elevate someone like Joe Witt Jr., who definitely is deserving of an opportunity to become a defense coordinator. I could I could have gotten excited or behind that, but it still would have been a different vibe. It still would have been a lot of unknown. It still would have been a lot of uh, okay. Where's the differences between Quinn and Witt? And uh, I wouldn't you know, be surprised though this year if they do a lot of grooming to get Witt absolutely ready for that job. Absolutely, uh, I definitely agree, and I think Witt makes the most sense simply because he has separate experience with McCarthy and Quinn, right? Yeah. So it's not like it's he's only a Quinn guy. Uh, but beyond that, I, I think the, the vibe is different with Quinn coming back because not only obviously the continuity aspect, but what like you mentioned, he's a draw. Like he, he's a draw for people that if, if you want to get go out there and sign, uh, uh, you know, a, a, a cheap one-year free agent. I, I think Fowler's a great them. example. Like I don't think Dante Fowler yeah. had an amazing year this year. I think he was a, a good pass rusher. He but came he was on a valuable deal. It was solid, to, valuable to have like just a solid player as a rotational pass on a vet minimum deal because he played with Dan Quinn before, right? Like you're going to see that again this offseason. I can guarantee it. They will bring in a couple guys like Dante Fowler because they just want to play with Dan Quinn. Yeah, and I think that that has uh, you know a whole bunch of value. Obviously, Joe Witt Jr. You know, it may not have that same kind of draw just because he doesn't have that name value yet. So it's nice to have that extra added aspect of having Dan Quinn back. Yeah. I, the great thing is they don't have to learn a new scheme this offseason. It's going to be the third year of them using the same scheme. So you would think, you know, some of the guys that have been there this whole time, you know, you just have to do less of the install and all that kind of stuff. You can build off previous experiences. And by the way, the way that this defense played in the playoffs this year was unbelievable. And I know that's hard to replicate that, but if they can play anywhere close to that style again next year, this is a team that, I mean, I, I would be shocked if they don't win double-digit games just because of their defense alone. Yeah, I mean, again, like it, it's it would be 
I would say unprecedented. I'm definitely unprecedented if they l- led the league in turnovers again. But that Three doesn't speed, mean yes. that's not going to happen. That's just not. That, that's not that. Well, not, we said it wouldn't happen last year too. By the way, uh, but yeah, like I, that's obviously not likely to happen. But that doesn't mean that you can't still have an incredible defense. I mean, obviously, we saw the shape of how the defense changed from 2021 to 2022. I imagine it could be very similar as well. So, well, we saw uh, we saw them in 2021 lead the NFL in turnovers but give up a lot of big plays. This year, yep. they led the league in turnovers. Didn't have quite as many, but just were better on defense, yep. right? Like they could yep. actually shut you down for a whole half set of time. You're not going to lot probably lose a lot. You're going to be getting some key guys back. I wouldn't be surprised if the defense or if the defense took another step forward next year. And I don't even know how that's possible, but I could see it. Well, Micah Parsons gets a step better, which I think is possible. And and that's well, or that you have, let's not, let's not forget. They have a bunch of young guys on this yeah. team that are either starting backups or reserve guys like Damone Clark example. Yeah. He was somebody that played a lot this season that we didn't anticipate, but once they got healthy in the playoffs, he hardly played at all. Right. Yeah. And he's just, He's a rookie linebacker, and that goes Sam the same Wh- for Israel Cox, and They have a lot of those guys to be kind of excited about coming forward. And, and even these kind of middle-tier guys that are like either rotational guys or key starters, they're young too. Dorrance Armstrong only, is only 26 years old despite having played with us for a decade, it feels like. Yep. Osa Zoo is still very young. Like. This is a very young squad that definitely can continue to get better just by being a year older and being another year into the Quinn system. So we know Dan Quinn will be back. Will Kellen Moore? More on that when we come back. More on that. Uh, Yeah, how about that? (laughs) Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. FanDuel is the number one sportsbook in America, and we're so excited that they're our new sports betting partner. If you're new to FanDuel, that's actually even better because new customers right now, if you join today, you can get started with $150 in free bets guaranteed when you place your first $5 bet. Just sign up at FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. FanDuel has all of your favorite bets from money line to point spreads to player props. Plus, you could even combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with the same game parlay. I think I kind of like the Eagles, Chiefs, Don't money line that. parlay this weekend. Don't I think say it pays that. out like Plus 240. Yeah. Uh, it's all on an app that's safe, secure, and super easy to use. So football fans, don't miss out. Place your first $5 bet to get $150 in free bets, win or lose, at FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. Make every moment more with FanDuel, the official sportsbook partner of the NFL. All right, Layden. So we got some news yesterday. Kellen Moore was one of the two finalists for the Carolina job. They yeah. decided to go with Frank Wright instead of Kellen Moore. Can't blame him. Uh, so thought that meant that Kellen Moore is safe. Maybe not. Mike McCarthy had a press conference on Thursday. They asked him twice about Kellen Moore, whether he would return. And he said, Kellen Moore, like all the other coaches, will be evaluated. My question to you, do you think Kellen Moore returns for 2023? I do. I think he does. Uh, I think Mike's mm, – do I want to say this? I, I think Mike may be a little bit mad about the Rob and, and, <laughs> and Joe Philbin stuff. And so he's, you know, playing coy with Jerry's uh, Kellen, you know, sure. and I don't know. I mean, I, I just, I have a hard time believing 
I have a hard time believing that they replaced Kellen Moore with Ryan Schottheimer. Maybe because I don't want to believe it. <laughs> That's the name that we keep hearing because obviously the history there and that sounds um, awful. That really does sound awful. If you want to think as excited as I am about Dan Quinn, if you want to deflate all my excitement, firing Kellen Moore, who's a flawed offensive coordinator, he's not perfect, to hire Brian Schottenheimer, just doesn't do it for me. Yeah, me neither. Um, I I have a hard time believing it. You know, look, I mean, I think that Kellen Moore can – I think Kellen Moore improved this year, and I think he can continue to improve. He's still a very young play caller, still a very young coach. Um. I think that, that there are aspects that they should continue to work on. I think they can help them with personnel as well. Um, you know, I've made my I've made my thoughts clear about Kellen. I, I think is he perfect? No, but I mean, despite I mean, no one's no offensive coordinator is perfect. And, saying, despite that, what offensive coordinator is perfect? Because I can even if you take the the offense the the head coaches that are play callers. There's four of them this weekend. Two of them are going to lose this week, and I can guarantee you their fans are going to be like, you know what, Andy Reid just gets too conservative in big games. Hey, Nick oh, Sirianni, uh, you play a good defense, and you just you, you're not able to do it. It's going to I'm, happen. You know it. I mean, I'm old enough to remember Andy Reid like play calling issues uh, at Philadelphia. You know, I, so I mean, it's yeah, like all every offensive coordinator is an idiot to the general public at some point, right? And and that's you know on Twitter, I I, I asked the question. I was like, guys. You don't want Kellen Moore? Give me some names. And frankly, the vast majority of the names that I got back outside of your tricky one was Zach Robinson. Stop being, you know, stop giving me good answers. PFF show. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I I think that, you know, outside of that, like people were giving me like Cliff Kingsbury. And sure, like, yeah. it's like no. names they know. And I'm like, guys, you're replacing someone that you are accusing of, of you know, kind of, flittering off at the end of the season with the poster boy for flittering off at the end of the season. It's like, I I tend to think that there is value. There's probably more value in continuity and letting Dak continue to stay in the system, not having to learn new language, not having to learn new uh, everything, and then making adjustments with the personnel around him, tinkering further with the play, with the play calling, maybe taking some of the all curl stuff out of the offense a little bit. And maybe that's more what, what Mike is talking about, right? Like it, it is, is, is a means of, cause if you look, instead of just taking that quote that he had in that, in, in out of context of the rest of the conversation he's had, maybe this is a shot across the bow to say, Hey, we got to get rid of the kind of rest of the Jason Garrett offense stuff that Linehan stuff that you were comfortable with, because honestly, as much as everyone wants to blame Kellen Moore on, you know, calling all curls on third and 10 and a key play, I would be willing to bet that the reason that he f- would call that play is because Dak is comfortable running that play or, because that's what what where they and it's what they've used to beat zone coverage a million times before, right? So if you want to move off of it, that's fine, but let's not pretend like every play call is you know a Kellen Moore original piece of art. No, these. These are things that Dak is comfortable with. That I'm sure Dak has made a uh, 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 you know request from Kellen. They both came out of the same offensive system when they were were younger, so there's gonna be some crossover there. I, I just think that it's it's too easy to blame to try to blame one person for this 
and then try to, you know, reshuffle the deck and then end up with a worse situation than what you had, oh, considering the fact that this, this offense was the yeah. number one offense in football last uh, two seasons ago, and it was top five this last season. Uh, so, I, you know, and that was without Dak Prescott yeah, for, for, you know, five, five games. games. So. I said they, since 2019, when Kellen Moore and Dak have been together, they've the highest scoring offense in the league. So Callum, I'm not saying Kellen Moore is perfect because he's not. He has flaws just like every offensive coordinator does in the league. Now, if the Cowboys were to move on, I think one of the reasons you could talk yourself into, that, into it is if you get like a grizzled veteran quarterback coach type that can really help Dak with his footwork. Because what – what I see is like when Dak gets nervous and he feels pressure, even against San Fran, is his footwork kind of goes to crap, right? And he probably needs somebody that'll get on him about that stuff. But there's just not that many of those guys out there. Tom Moore is 84 years old now. He's not coming back to be your offensive coordinator. Todd Munkin is, you know, from Georgia, who's the offensive coordinator there, maybe. But you're talking about like one potential name. I With so many teams needing offensive coordinators right now, it's why you're seeing – Nathaniel Hackett be considered a great offensive coordinator candidate. Uh, Mike LaFleur, who just got fired from the Jets, got hired right back to the Rams to be a head coach or uh, offensive coordinator. Like they're just look around the league. There's not a lot of good options out there for OCs. Yeah. I mean, honestly, as far as like shopping wise, it probably would have been better just shopping wise. I don't mean like actual wise. It might've been better if, if more had, had stayed and Quinn had left. If if that's maybe they both stay, so we oh, don't have to worry about this. Because there's way more defensive because there's way more defensive coordinators yes. out there. There's way more people that that you could get a qualified defensive coordinator. I would much rather have Quinn. I'm not saying yes. that, but, but the, just my point being, on the market, the 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 supply of offensive coordinators is not close to what the demand is, and on the defensive side of the ball, it's the opposite. So because if you're a good offensive coordinator, you're a head coach. You're a head right? coach. That's right. And that's it, that's what we're we're getting closer and closer to. Every, but you know what's every so funny? Just because of proximity, I live near Buffalo. I listen to mm-hmm. a lot of Buffalo talk uh, you know talk sport radio stuff. And I can remember at this time last year, Bill's fans like Hey, we got to move on from Brian Dable. It just he, he he throws too much in big games, and their offense just isn't consistent enough. And now he might be the head coach of the year for another team. So every team hates their offensive coordinator. Uh, it's again, unless you have an awesome other option out there, I think the Cowboys would be wise to just keep Kellamore one more year. If it doesn't work out, then you move on from the whole coaching staff after year four. Yeah, I, I think when when you've got a top three offense and you want to make it better, you tinker. You don't completely wipe you the slate add clean. An, and, you add and, a skill and, player, right? Yeah. You add a veteran to help maybe get, you don't change the whole offense. It just doesn't yeah. make sense. Yeah. Uh, all right, that is it for today's show. Thank you for making Locked On Cowboys your first listen today. For your next listen, check out the Locked On NFL podcast, bringing you the local insights you love to the national spotlight with daily conversations on the biggest NFL stories, Locked on NFL, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, a little programming note. We'll be back on Monday with Chad Ryder from NFL.com. That'll be great. To help you get previewed for the uh, Senior Bowl, which starts next Monday. The East-West Shrine game is actually happening. I think practices start tomorrow. A couple of good players there, including Zay Flowers, who I know is a potential Cowboys target at receiver. Check him out this weekend if you haven't uh, done that. Go follow Landon on Twitter, at McCoolBCB. I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier. We'll see you guys next time.